Yeah, hey, Shadowy Cabal. It's uh, Jesse from Pod Awful. I'm looking for Susan. Just a moment, please. Yeah, hey Susan, it's uh, Jesse from Pod Awful. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm. Well, actually, not great. Um, so you guys removed one of my videos. What's what was the deal with that? What happened to the whole cycle circle of bullying thing? I know there was a problem. A problem. Cause I saw I got hit by the whole. Netflix thing for the Norm episode? That was fair use. That's my department, okay? If you want that, I can transfer you to Ted Serrano's. Okay, so Ted Serrano. Listen, I, I gotta know, what did I do wrong this time? You're hitting me with all this bullshit this quickly. You cannot joke. About pedophilia. What? Of all the things, it was that? So what, I just, I'm not allowed to sit... No, you are not allowed to joke about it. But I could joke about anything else. Anything. Anything at all? Anything. So, just to be clear... If I made a joke of anything. Okay. Well, I got a show to do. Well, you can at least say bye. Okay, then. Listen, uh, I need to come up with a joke then. I can joke about anything other than that. What can I joke about? Oh, you know, I was looking at the news here just a second ago, and I see what Netflix is okay with jokes being. You know what? I've got it. The perfect joke. All right, you ready for this? So there's an old-timey, 1930s-style talent agency, you know, vaudeville kind of stuff. Big fat guy sitting behind the desk. Best talent booker in all of vaudeville. This is the guy you go to. Big fat stomach. He's got a cigar. He's sitting there. He, a man walks in. He's got his hat in his hands. The guy looks desperate. The man says to him, the talent agent says, I've seen them all, kid. You better have something good for me. The man says, well, sir, I think I got an act that's really going to knock you off your socks. Now, the talent booker, he's been around the block. He says to the guy, he says, Okay, you got one shot. Impress me, kid. Show me something i never seen before. The man says, Well, listen, I got an act for you, okay? It's a family act. Talent booker says, Listen, I got a lot of family acts, man. I mean, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This is a family act, unlike anything you've seen before, any audience has ever seen before. And we've been working on this, my family and I, for a long time. It's me, it's my wife, it's my son and my daughter. Now, the man's got a skeptical look on his face, but the guy keeps going. He says, now, here's the thing. My son and my daughter, they're not going to be the ones you think. You see, my son's my daughter, my daughter's my son. What we've been doing is, before the act even started, we've raised these kids up since day one to be completely confused about gender norms. Every single gender role in society, we've told them, Feh to that, you won't even understand left from right, much less penis from vagina by the time we're done with you. 
So every time my son went to go play with a monster truck or something, well, no, sir. I had him instead have a little tea party with a dolly. And every time my daughter wanted to play house, no, sirree. Instead, she was to play cowboys and Indians, and that's the way it was. We'd dress them all different. We cut our daughter's hair, shaved it all off, and let the son's hair grow out long as the day. And then... Then things got interesting. You see, our kids, their confused little kids, they developed gender dysphoria. And now they're unhappy with the very lives they lead. Now, the talent agent is looking at this man like, I don't even understand some of these terms you're using. But the man continues. He says, so here's what we do. We go on stage in front of crowds, and you won't believe the reactions we get from some of these crowds. These crowds, they really don't know what they've got coming to them. You see, what happens is our son and our daughter, they come out, and we present them to the audience, and of course, everybody thinks, oh, this is the boy, this is the girl. Ah, ah, ah. We take down their clothes and we show the audience exactly the genitals that each of them has. Now, this is where things start to get a little bit strange. Maybe this is something you haven't heard before. I know you're an old hat at this, but we begin force feeding our children hormone blockers. I give my son estrogen i give my daughter testosterone and wouldn't you know it you can watch it right before the audience's eyes you can watch my son's testicles shrivel up into his body cavity you can watch my daughter grow hair the likes of which you know you and i can't even compare your mustache sir this is an eight-year-old daughter remind you i mean listen uh, when i tell you this is my daughter i mean this is my daughter but she could grow we have to take her to the 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 barber after every show She's growing a five o'clock shadow. Forget about it. We have to shave her directly beforehand. Now, we're force feeding these kids pills, some of them experimental in nature. We don't even have a full grasp on what all of these pills are up to, but these pills, we're force feeding them. They're swallowing them, and they, they're swallowing so many pills, I can barely get it down. And it's just at this point, and this is what gets special it's at this point that our family dog comes out on the stage. Now, this is a well-trained dog. What he does is he drags out two full surgical tables with all the fixings, every scalpel, every tool. We've got the jaws of life. We've got bone saws. We've got everything, okay? The dog comes out. He brings out our whole bag of tricks. He brings out the two tables, and we take our fully nude, fully confused children, and we set them up on the table. Now, the audience, a hush goes over the crowd as we begin to perform sexual reassignment surgery on these children. Now, when I tell you sexual reassignment surgery, this isn't your grandpa's or grandma's sexual reassignment surgery. No, no, no. This is cutting edge stuff. You know, uh, uh, back in the day, you get a girl like that on a table, you had to make a, a a, a penile implant for her, maybe give her some sort of dildonic device. No, 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 no. That is not what we're doing here. We're doing penectomies. We're doing mastectomies. We're doing vaginectomies. We're doing it all, okay? Phalloplasties, the whole deal. We are reconstructing genitals on a level that has been un heretofore unseen by the public. It's an entire new scope of procedures going on. When we construct our son's neo-vagina, what we do is, you know, there's a lot of non-penile inversion techniques nowadays. In the old days, what they would do is use a 
penile inversion technique. You know, the whole rigmarole where they would take your penis, invert it into a vagina. Uh, it, it was sort of a method of inverting the penile skin to create the neo-vagina. Surgeons would perform it. They'd invert it and use the inferior pedicle skin of ad- abdominal skin for the lining of the neo-vagina. The skin is cut then to perform uh, to form a uh, an appropriate sized flap. And then this skin flap will be combined sometimes with scrotal or urethral flap in order to produce a new feminine labia minora and labia majora. Not in our case. No, no, no. And what we do now, and this is where things get really, really kooky, is we take scrotal tissue and complete. we use entire scrotal tissue to construct a brand new vaginal canal no more dilating needed we go in we cut underneath the nipple okay directly and we get up under the muscle and we put an implant in our eight-year-old boy's chest now this is because it is a submuscular implant this will actually once they've dropped a little bit gravity's taking its toll they're going to look a lot more natural for the men in his future life of course with my daughter Science has not gotten exactly as far and long enough for us to get things going with her. Uh, It does involve some bone deconstruction. We do have to take, there's a certain amount of bone that we use. We shave it off of her pelvis, which also helps to remove some of the extra hip area for when she gets older. Obviously, most of that will be taken care of by the puberty blockers, but we we need to shave down those hips and really construct something. And with that leftover bone material, we construct a phallus, a, a huge, hulking, vascular, okay? I mean, this thing looks like it could lift up a car. We create a brand new penis for this girl. We, of course, remove any form of breast. We remove the nipple entirely. Why even make it look like a man? Why does a man even have nipples is what my wife and I say to each other. And sometimes we say this while on stage performing the surgery. And then, of course, we perform these secondary surgeries, the facial feminization surgery. We give hair implants. We do the whole thing. We scoop out my daughter's fallopian tubes or ovaries. We don't want these kids being able to reproduce ever if they ever even change their minds about being in vaudeville we don't want them to do it and after all the blood and guts is sprayed everywhere the dog comes and licks it up my wife my wife god bless her heart my wife has figured out a way she's a seamstress and she tailor-made a petticoat for my son now daughter of course and she made a beautiful three-piece suit for my daughter now son of course They put them on, they walk out to the front as they cripply shamble their way to the front of the stage. The spotlight shines down on them. Of course, blood still pouring from their partially open wounds. The... I'm not the best. Again, my wife is the seamstress. I have to do some of the surgical sewing on this. You know, the stitches aren't the best in my case. Occasionally, we will pull out the stapler and ka-kink, Point is, they come out at this part, and that's when the crowd goes wild. Now, have you ever heard of an act like that? Well, the talent booker looks at the man, horrified. What the fuck? What the fuck is that? Jesus! Jesus Christ! You you, you call that an act? You, You perform this in front of people? What the fuck? Nobody wants to see that. 
That's horrifying. Dear God, God have mercy on your entire family. souls. God have mercy on any audience that you've subjected to this. Who on earth would allow such a horrifying thing? I mean, it's against God. It's satanic. What you're doing is, is awful. It's horrible. And yet I'm, in, I'm intrigued. What do you, what do you call it? A God-forsaken act like that. The aristocrats! Support the show. Join the pizza fun. Potawful.pizza. Pizza, pizza. 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 I got worldwide blocked by Netflix for the Norm McDonald episode. Now, my first thought, obviously, is that, well, then they must want to hide the truth that Norm was trying to spread. But the rabbit hole goes so, so much deeper. Stand-up comedy is dead. It died with Norm MacDonald. It's bad. It's terrible. I've seen Dave Chappelle's most recent, his newest special. (laughs) Every year, a special. They really ought to call them regulars. I've seen Dave Chappelle's new regular, and I have to say, it was when the bar is so low, so low for comedy. Dave Chappelle doesn't have to try so much, but hey, we all got to clap. Because we agree with the man. The man said the things that we've been wanting him to say. We all wanted to hear them. Yay! That's comedy. That's the same thing as comedy. Yeah, I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to believe that people only like Dave Chappelle. Like, white people only like Dave Chappelle. Because it, it's mostly white people going in and defending. You know, black people ne- never cared one or the other. They're like, yeah, Dave Chappelle, he's one of our comedians. We love him. White people love going in. Oh, it's the culture war. We're talking about it. I think white people only like Dave Chappelle because he did what they want all black people to do, which is go back to Africa. So... I want to go through all of this. I want to figure out what's going on. I want to figure out what's going on with this Ted Sarandos from Netflix guy. We're going to go into the entire thing here, and we're going to transvestigate Dave Chappelle's comedy and Dave Chappelle, the man himself. There's something strange afoot, and after Sunday's show, I'm still in a conspiracy-minded mood. So let's go bully the internet, and remember... This episode is Pizza Fund only, $12 level and up. If you want to see the whole thing, podawful.pizza for the premium episodes. Get yourself a slice delivered today, podawful.pizza. Netflix fires three employees who tried to force their way into an executive meeting over Dave Chappelle's alleged transphobia. (laughs) And here you can see the bruiser who forced their way in. This article's words, not mine. 
forced their way into the Netflix offices. Now, this is an employee of Netflix. The exclusive meeting featured Netflix uh, co-CEO Ted Sarandos and the company's top 500 employees. Jeez. (laughs) So the three fired didn't make it into the top 500 employees. (laughs) Sorry. Listen, we would have invited you in. This was a closed door meeting amongst, it was a very tight knit, knit circle. Just the, just the absolute most important key 500 employees. I know, listen, I know that our employee list literally cuts the three of you off at 501, 502, and 503, but think nothing of it. Have you not seen our programming on Netflix? We've got so many shows for you people. You people. (laughs) I imagine that the doors at Netflix currently have a Terra-shaped hole in them. In Chappelle's latest Netflix special, The Closer, the comedian pokes fun at radical feminism. Which, come on, man. And he does. He does. He, He claims he's a feminist in it. As like a joke. But we're about you're like five years too late to that joke cancel culture gender identity and other controversial topics of 2016 Chappelle also claimed that he is team turf an acronym which stands for trans exclusionary radical feminism whoa radical dude do you get to exclude whatever you want is that like a choice you get to make when you join feminism I'm actually a furf. I'm a female exclusionary radical feminist. There's nothing you can do about that, by the way, because of how fucking radical I am, bro. I'm a killer gorilla. Dave Chappelle said they wanted him to wear a dress. There's the dress. (laughs) It's a shirt. I mean, call that what you will. But that's not a long shirt. That's a fucking dress that you're wearing pants with. I mean, Morgan Freeman's got to be in on this shit, too. But look at this motherfucker's he's, got a dress on. He's in on it. Morgan Freeman's in on it. He's got a dress on. It's a conspiracy. And it is. I, I'm with this guy, by the way. As funny as this dude is, unintentionally, he's right. That ain't a shirt. That is a lady's Forever 21 dress. That's the thing. You buy that off the rack and you wear it one time. It falls apart. You're a woman. You're 22 years old. You go to a club. You spill your drink on it. The thread unravels on it and you go, okay, I guess I gotta go shop again. (laughs) There's no fucking reason. That shit, that shit is not in fucking style. (laughs) I've never seen a guy at the fucking mall wearing a shirt, a dress like that. I performed an experiment. I believe that at a certain point, it is literally just name recognition and nothing else. Years ago, I think 2012, I wrote a few terrible jokes 
I mean, awful jokes. Not just their bad jokes. They were, but also purposefully, offensively awful jokes. And I put them out on Reddit just to see what would happen. I took these jokes, and again, I'm not a stand-up, never really was one, but I wrote a few jokes. I put them over an image of me, and I uploaded it, and I put the exact same jokes over an image of Louis C.K. And this is one that Ted Sarandos should have no problem with. The joke went a little something like this. If you think about it, growing up is just the process of now, over top of my face, people hated that. <laughs> they really, they specifically didn't like it. They didn't just downvote it. They had stuff to say about it. But over Louie's face, pre-Louie, people loved it. What I'm going to show you here will completely test the theory. Will you be able to tell the difference between a Dave Chappelle joke and a Jesse pretending to be a black stand-up comedian while talking over a shitty video game being played joke. I believe that there is so little difference in the terrible comedy of today that you will not be able to spot the difference. You tell me. <laughs> oh. A nigga came up to me on the street the other day. He said, careful, Dave, they after you. I said, what? One they or many they's. I said softly, sweetly, like a pimp might say. <laughs> Bitch, I'm about to slap the shit out of you. I need to never take a dookie in the bathtub. Building seven. White people think Bill seven just fell. They think Bill Seven just fell on his own. Oh, I guess I guess falling buildings is trendy now. Well, shit, I better fall too. Don't want to look like I'm not part of the World Trade Center. Better, better hit the ground at, fr at free fall speed. Larry Silverstein, white man. Warned all the white people not to be in the building that day. They don't tell you that. No white people died 9-11. Ain't no white people died 9-11. Go look at the memorial. Read them names. You gonna tell me Jupiter Yambim is a white man? Nah. I've been Burrasalama. Ain't no white man. Chantel. Holmes, that ain't a white man. Larry Sel Silverstein. Oh, he just. Oh, he he had a, a doctor's appointment that day. Oh, okay. Every Tuesday, you you at the top of the building, but on this Tuesday, oh, he, yo, you had a doctor's appointment, and all and your whole family did, and all the white people. Oh, okay. Insurance. <laughs> Nigga, this content right here is pizza fun only. Hot awful non pizza. This shit is beefer. Hot awful non pizza. We got shooters in these streets. <laughs>